Blog Talk Radio. Hello, welcome to the Digital Drummer. We are, this is Jim Newsom with Urban Tech Talk on the radio. And we're just waiting for everyone to call in. So as we wait for everyone to call in, we will um, listen to a couple of our tunes. And we're going to start off with Polymath. Again, welcome to the welcome to the digital drummer. We just had little technical difficulties going. I just had a little hard time hearing starting up. So if anyone's calling in, if you had any problems calling in, just call in one more time.
Hello. Okay, we're back again. I do apologize. Um, <clears throat> I kept being told I was being disconnected, even though I'm not sure if I truly was disconnected. So if any of our callers have attempted to call in, please call back in to 646-716-7994. Again, that call-in number is 616-716-7994. Our, our special guest scheduled for today is David Chance. Uh, Chance Music Group, and for, formerly of Rough Ends, we're going to be talking tech, music, and change. David's going to, you know, share with us how technology allowed him to move from a major label artist to an independent music executive and establishing his own full production company and label. So. We're going to talk about how, you know, technology and today's technology allowed this to be possible. And um, from him becoming more of a sense of an employee to ownership and what difference that made. So we're really talking on tech entrepreneurship change in, within the music industry. Again, if you'd like to call in, that call in number is 646-716-7994. Um, we started off the show with Polymath, and Polymath, that is by um, Anthony Stewart. And so we're going to bring in our, um, we're going to bring our guest in. He is in the studio now. Hello, David. How are you? I am wonderful. How are you? I'm doing great. Got a little bumpy road starting off here. <laughs> gotcha, they disconnected gotcha, gotcha. me a couple times. <laughs> okay. All gotcha, right. Man. So, um, okay. Um, you did as well. Yeah, but uh, I guess I'm on. I guess I don't know if the snow is beginning or what's happening with the weather here. I don't know if it's a weather thing or not, but you know. Oh, ah, that's right. We're in the midst of all of this. Okay, so I'm sending out a note to the um, community um, that we are on air now. And so, because uh, I'm not sure what message, because since I'm the host and I kept getting disconnected, <laughs> they want to let everyone know they could just call in. So, um, David, but in the meantime, Everyone wants to know. Everybody may not know you, so let everyone know who is David Chance. David? Can you hear me? Okay, yeah, can I can me? hear you now. Okay, I lost you for a moment. <laughs> David Chance, we, I am a former member of the Sony R&B duo, Rough Hands. Um, we came out in 2000 with No More Shopping Sprees as our first single. And um, we had, uh, you know, some some great success. And, um, you know, um, I guess followed up with the second album, Someone to Love You. No More, of course, was a a number one single. And um, Someone to Love You was, you know, another number one single in the the adult contemporary uh, chart. So, um, People know us as No More Shopping Sprees and then Someone to Love You. Those were, I guess, would be the two singles that people know globally. And then we had, of course, other singles that were regional success as well. But um, 
that's who David Chance is. Now I am a solo artist now, and I'm, I'm the CEO of Chance Music Group. We are a music company that make music, that uh, love making music. We are music professionals, but we everything that we do musically goes to make a difference around the world, not only with our message, but uh, we partner with companies that help make a difference, you know? Okay. Well, um, what we wanted to talk about today, this is since this is a digital drummer, we wanted to talk about um, your, you know, your change, how you went from a, um, a recording artist under a label to actually establishing your own business, became an independent artist and a music executive, and how um, you leverage technology to do that. You know, what was the music industry like before? How did technology play a role in you being able to make that change successfully? Um, I'm sorry, can you say that, that question again? Uh, my phone kind of went out here. I'm in a bad zone here. Sorry if you can repeat that okay. one more time. Okay, no problem. I just wanted to know, how did, were you able to use technology to successfully make the transition um, from being um, an artist on a label to a, um independent artist and a music executive? I know um, gotcha. technology had a you know big role in uh, one of um, the climate of the music industry at that time, and but how did you leverage it to your advantage and um, continue to leverage it? David. Yeah, I'm trying to call him from another phone here, a better phone. Okay. Can you is it can you hear me on the other phone? Yes, I can hear you. Are you speaking now or are you transferring over? And we'll just give us a minute as we go through this. <laughs> Hello, okay. I'm yeah, calling I'll just let our audience know we're yeah, just let our audience know we're on the East Coast here and okay. in America and the U.S., and we have a major snowstorm coming through right now. So, Gotcha, <laughs> and, gotcha, um, gotcha. Anyway, I'm just going to use my cell phone. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was trying to call from a landline. But anyway, I think the digital age has really helped transition Oh, you everything. had called from you another know. line? Okay, David, did yeah, you hang was, up yet? Because I just uh, need to I open mean, up that line for you, okay? Yeah, okay. If you can open up, that would be great. I still have it available. Okay. Yeah, that is no problem. I will open up that line for you. And just give me a second to do that. But, David, in the meantime, let everyone know, you know, where where are you from? Um, you know, what area of the country are you from? Okay. I'm from Baltimore, Maryland. You know, that's like 45 minutes from Washington, D.C. And um, okay. my family is originally from Guyana, South America. So um, oh. all my all my Carib- people from the islands, all my Jamaicans, Trinidadians, all my people from, you know, the Caribbean, much respect. Okay. 
So, um, okay. Definitely, definitely. Okay. So, uh, so yeah, how, I mean, yeah. did you grow up in America or? Yeah, I grew up here. I was born here. Yeah. Okay. Well, I was born here in America, so, you know, my family was born. I'm the youngest of ten brothers and sisters, so uh, eight of them were born in Guyana. Me and my sister closest to me in age was born here in America. Okay. So um, I just opened up your landline, so I, okay, I'm going to close did. your your cell line so you don't get okay. any feedback. Okay. Can you hear me now? Yes, we can hear you great. <laughs> All right, great, great, good stuff. So yeah, so um, so yeah, man, you know, we eight of eight of us was born in Guyana, and me and my sister were born here in in America, actually in Baltimore. So okay. grew up Christian home, you know, same mom, mm-hmm. same dad, and um, really strict household, you know. But um, you know, grew up musical. And you are, um, yeah, you're a husband and a father as well, right? I'm a husband and a father now. Yep. Now I'm married with my own family. Uh, I have a ten year old son, my wife India, and um, just the three of us. You know, Um, so I got some big family brothers and sisters. Now I have have my own family. I only got one one son. Figured I'd maybe just uh, keep it a little, keep it a little less. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. A little light. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's my mother. She had nine brothers and sisters, but I'm her only child. <laughs> got you, got you. Yeah. It's, it's like uh, I think I'll go on the other end of the spectrum. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, so I guess like you know, tell us the story. You know, you know, why did you choose to change and how you leverage technology and um okay if and if um I know I've spoken with you before, I know you feel like you're even you're in an even better position, but you know uh-huh. tell us your your story you know definitely man i i I felt a, a need to I was at a point in my life where I was just ready for change, you know what I mean uh and you know my wife she wasn't my wife at the time, but she was pregnant and just a lot was going on in my life. I had lost my dad, and and um, you know, just I was real stressed out, and I had personal issues, and um, I just was ready for a change. And I got saved. I came back to to God, and rededicated my life to the Lord, and really started wanting to really make music with a purpose, and I wanted to really really focus. My my life uh, with a purpose, basically. I didn't just want to live life and have fun, uh, and my life be all about you know popping bottles, make music about popping bottles and girls and sex and whatever. I, I wanted to say, how can I make a difference in the world? And that's what really coming back to the Lord or coming back to to God helped me do, uh, and basically living a life that helps other people. And I think we all should live a life that helps other people. I think we all could do that, and uh, we all could make this world a little better. Uh, we could leave the world a little better than it was when we first came into it. You know what I mean? So uh, and that's, that's all I, I try to do. Then I'd use my music as a tool to do that. And with the 
you know, the invention of the Internet and technology and, and the digital revolution, everything, you know, being digital, you know, remember we had VHS tapes, then from that was CD players, and now now it's MP3 players, you know, um, um, or of course cassette tapes to CDs, you know what I mean? Um, and then of course with in, in the studio we used to record on like ADATs is what they called it or DA88. These are like these analog tapes that we recorded on. And even uh, like I remember my first demo, one of our first couple couple demos that we did for a record deal, we were recording on ADAT tapes. And uh, but now you know. Because of the, the digital revolution and how everything's digital now, um, you know what you know what we what, what we used to record on as far as those big boards and all of that. You don't even need that stuff anymore, and and the cost is is cheaper. It's a lot cheaper. It still might cost a couple grand, but it's definitely better than a hundred thousand dollar board. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So. Um, from ten to fifteen thousand for a uh, software and something that's you know attainable to a hundred thousand dollar board is a big difference in what technology uh has brought and made things more available and accessible for average people um of course you have to have the the know how to make it work but um and that's from a creative standpoint you know you know everybody has studios now anybody can get a studio. It's more affordable, but then actually the marketing of your music is now even more affordable as well because, again, we have the Internet, and everybody is online. You have more people online than to watch television nowadays, so you can actually, you know, hire companies, subcontract companies to, to you know, get your stuff online, you know, the market to your, you know, public online. You have, of course, the social media aspect of it. Then you have... Uh, companies online that, you know, if you do music videos, um, they'll shop your music video and, and get it to all the networks, you know what I mean, or the MTVs, the BTs, all that stuff. Um, you have, uh, again, online digital radio servicing del- delivery systems that you can actually, companies that will uh, digitally deliver your single to stations all around the world, of course, for a cost. But these yeah. things are a fraction of the cost because, again, it's the internet, and you don't have to like pay for shipping and, or you know, put your CD in a jacket. It's actually a digital audio file that costs no money for you to send through an email or something like that. So, I think the internet and the the, the whole technology has really made it easier for people like myself to you know to to get heard and and reach still reach my audience and still you know become an entrepreneur in this business you know what i mean and 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 and, and uh oh you know don't have to, to go through the big major companies i can still uh have my little niche sound and my niche thing and and and, and make a living doing what i do okay and so one of your um, driving forces, you wanted to be able to have your own values and voice and um, as far as a business and a company, and that was one of your driving forces, correct? Uh-huh. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, so um, now just explain to people, just so they know, because they know you as an artist, but if you um, 
just explain you know, CMG Music and, you know, your full production company and what does that mean? Well, CMG Music is we are a group of music professionals that, again, um, we make music to make a difference. And our whole theme is go mad. That means mad means means music making a difference. So it's M-M-A-D. And, uh, like, for an example, we have a group on our label called Rooted Deep, and one of their songs, um, we partnered with the 700 Club to to help donate to organizations, uh, uh, actually one organization in particular that uh, that is a, I guess, they're one of their top organizations. But the, the, the organization is called Orphan's Promise, and they help, you know, they really bring awareness and, and feed and, and clothe kids all around the world. And it's just an organization that really oversees and helps other smaller orphanages and things like that all around the world and provide, you know, funds and, and necessities and clean water and all that stuff. And we've got a chance to, you know, meet these kids. And we've partnered with the Ronald McDonald House as well with a, another organization, another company um, that, you know, that's a you know Fortune 500 company that is already one of the largest supporters of the Ronald McDonald House. So we made a song that all of our proceeds go to the Ronald McDonald House. So that's kind of how we, we uh, you know, we partner with organizations and with some of our music to really help make a difference. And that's well, the whole niche of what we do. Great. And I want to talk and great bring, bring on our co-host. He, he just got in and see a few people had problems getting in. But I want to bring on our co-host, Jim Newson, and as I bring him on, you know, I want to compel you because I'm also um, chairperson of the Urban Tech Fair and I'm on the Art and Tech team. We need mm-hmm. you to come up with a song because you came up with a song for another organization. I love it. So okay, I love cool. the mix that you have. So okay. um, gotcha. since you are really one to have used technology, now, now Jim, he's the techie, so I'm going to bring him on so he can introduce himself and ask you all the technical questions and about the industry. <laughs> Go ahead, Jim. Gotcha. I'm sorry for uh, getting late. I had a few problems getting online, and I'm just glad to be a part and glad you've taken the time out of your day uh, to be a guest on the show. Uh, Jackie okay. has spoken very highly of you, but I kind of missed the introduction. As she gotcha. explained, the uh, Urban Tech Fair is about uh, products of the mind, those things that we can create in our imagination and then manifest through technology and market and sell with the click of a mouse, such as music, video, e-books, games, apps. So, you know, it's so apropos that we would have a Grammy Award-winning artist such as yourself to talk about technology and the effect technology has had on the music industry and where you see it going as a whole. Gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha. Awesome. Yeah, so, uh, Jim, what we were talking about, you know, David used to be with a um, platinum recording artist. They went platinum a couple times under Sony, a group called Rough Ends. is an R&B <laughs> artist, and now um, he is a not just an independent artist, but he's also a music executive. He established his own full production company called CMG Music, um, Chance Music Group. And um, he was just, when you came in, he was talking about his niche. But he, because of 
the climbing, like he spoke about, you know, maybe you can just share it again, um, David, but when you first recorded, when y'all when were shopping for a record deal, when the group first recorded what kind of equipment they were recording on and what equipment cost at that time to when he started his own business because of technology, you know, it was like a tenth of the cost to build the studio to market his business. And so he was letting us know how he leveraged, you know, technology, you know, to do yeah. that, to make that transition. Exactly. Exactly. Just, you know, I mean, we I'm sure we remember, we all remember, uh, you know, uh, the whole digital to analog, or the analog to digital, you know, takeover. You know, they the whole government mandated that we our TVs go digital, <laughs> so <laughs> we we no we no longer use. And I can't remember the last time I used a, a wind up camera. You know what I mean? Everything's digital <laughs> cameras now. So, um, I mean, it's just all around us. You know, most of our home phones are going digital. I mean, our cell phones are digital, and just everything's going digital. Um, from you know, like I was talking about talking to her about the A dash that we used to record on. Um, just w- over a couple years, you know, when that technology changed over, and all the studios just changed over, and we were recording in the main, you know, the big studios. So I remember when we were working on the the first album, No More Shopping Sprees, that record, we were recording a lot of stuff on DA eighty eight, which is ADAT tapes. But by the time our single came out in 2000 and we went back to work on our second album, everything was digital. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> the shift that happened, you know, within a two-year span, you know. So from 99 to two, to 2001, when we started working on this two-year span, you know, everything, you know, all the, you know, everything upgrades. Everybody, everybody wants the latest and greatest, you know what I mean? So um, it's just crazy how things have changed and even... Even for video, man, you know, we used to shoot, when we shot our, you know, our music videos, um, you know, you see the big camera crews and with everything. And and nowadays, you know, you've got DSLRs with, again, a fraction of the cost. You can get a nice DSLR for a couple grand, and the image quality is just as good as anything out there. And, of course, you got to have the skill and the creativity to pull it off and know what you're doing. But, um, I mean, my company as well, we do videos, and, and we do stuff that is definitely on a professional level um, as anything out there. And, and again, we don't, you don't need, you know, five, six people because, you know, those big cameras, you needed assistance, you needed, you had to rewind the tape. I remember, even our photo shoot, man, I remember he used to take, he, he took a picture, like he would set up a shot, and he would actually take a picture first to see if he wanted to use that, like if if he see if he liked it, basically. So he used to take a picture, and then he had to wait for the picture to uh, actually, like you know, you know, how you take what are those cameras, remember those Polaroid, I guess they call them, with the picture, right. the thing ahead. comes out right away. He used to yes. do one of those, and he had to wait. We had to wait like five, ten minutes or something. Now with digital pictures, you can take a picture right away, and you you look right at it. It's like oh, I don't like it. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just crazy how you know now it's normal now, but the the, the technology has definitely changed everything from from every well, aspect of the music business. And I think you're right. Well, I did a uh, post the other day uh, about the effect. Yeah, here it is. Uh, 
uh, uh, 20 years later about the effect uh, technology has had in the closing of, of, of the traditional uh, record store or, or video uh, uh, retailer and the expansion of the market vis-a-vis -vis, uh, streaming and uh, uh, downloads. And uh, even though think people would think that uh, uh, technology has ran a lot of people out of the business, the old school record stores and so forth cost a lot of jobs, it has also created a lot of new uh, uh, jobs, opportunities, and generated more uh, revenue for the artists themselves outside of the uh, traditional distribution model. Exactly. And I also, agree with I you. feel if we get creative, sometimes we get so stuck with change. That's why I really wanted to talk about that process of change. Because, you know, we have to respect the fact that we have an artist, you know, they, they're a group of young men got together, they, they could sing. They, they, you know, they got themselves to a point to a record deal. They went platinum, and then, you know, through that change of the, you know, you know, no longer with your record deal, going independent. And I know, you know, for a moment, I had to, you know, question what was easier going through that change. But you know, you embraced the change and and the change how the industry was done. Because I know some old schoolers in the industry who keep just talking about how it was before. And then you think just five years ago, the conversation was how, you know, the Internet has destroyed the music. It was like all negative talk from the old schoolers. They embraced the change in order to, um, if they wanted to stay in business, they had to embrace it. They couldn't keep, you know, complaining about it. But now we need to go forward and be creative. If you had a record store before, there's no reason why you can't have one now. Just your record store looks different. You can keep some of the vinyl and things. But now this is one of the things we're doing with the Urban Tech Fair. We're instituting um, cloud and ground listening booths. So for those innovators, now your record store becomes a meeting place. You put in a couple couches. You put in, you know, more listening devices where people can list. And, and not, not now can they just listen. You can use those stores to rate the music. And, you know, because you've got a computer and they can rate and grade, you know, new music, you know, grade new music coming in. Artists can come by and, you know, have signings and various different things. It's, the look is different. It's a more social feel. And honestly, probably the cost to maintain can be less. But we just have to be well, creative about it and just look at it differently and, re and create new jobs and new opportunities. Well, if I understand David's story correctly, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, my brother, that what made you move to the independent uh, uh, side of the uh, coin was the uh, distribution and the, the revenue model that uh, you know you wanted to be free of the confines of the uh, of the uh, corporate uh, traditional music system. Hello, David. Hello. Yes, we thought we lost you. Oh, I'm sorry. I think I made a mistake and hit the mute button. But uh, you're <laughs> correct. But it was kind of first, like I just really left the industry because I just wanted to change a life and change a heart, kind of a thing. So I got, you know, I wanted more purpose in my life, that kind of thing. So I got saved, and I just got married, and I, I was, you know, just, I was a stay-at-home dad, you know what I mean, for some years. But uh, through that transition, I wanted to have more purpose, 
and then of course of course the how to of how I'm going to do what I'm doing now um I guess is what you're saying now like okay wow I can have a voice and this is how I can do it by using these tools uh using the internet using all the technology that's available to me now to to get my my voice heard and get my music out Yes, and, I, you know, I attend hmm? a lot of uh, uh, music conferences, and uh, at one uh, last year, Digital Hollywood, uh, Quincy Jones and uh, uh, Snoop Dogg's management were on a panel, and they were talking about how the music industry is dead, long live the music industry. The market has expanded to such a point relative to independence like yourself having access to... Uh, international uh, distribution channels and therefore being able to promote and create brand awareness uh, based on your music to draw them into uh, secondary and auxiliary uh, products, goods, services that you're now making uh, um, uh, more money just off of your brand than you are basically off the sale of CDs. Exactly. Exactly. And I think I think you know, really what it is, it's it's here's what it is. I know for me how the old model of the music industry was my manager did everything, the label did everything. The new model of the industry, you have to be the driving force. So you basically have to put on your entrepreneurial hat. And I think most artists, especially from the old model, are afraid of taking the bull by the horns, if you mean, you know what I mean? They're afraid to really mm-hmm. sit in the driver's seat of their own careers, and they're used to other people. And and to be independent is kind of a scary thing for for a lot of artists, especially when you've been, a label has done everything for you, and all you had to do is show up and make a hit record, you know what I mean? So right. the new model takes, you know, you have to get your marketing campaign, you got to get your social media, you got to get your website, you got to... You got to really go out there and work your record and work with independent promotional you know, companies that do radio. And, of course, you got the digital stuff and, like, digital Internet radio stations. You got to really have a team in place and, and uh, work it. And I think a lot of artists are afraid. I mean, I spoke with several artists about that, you know what I mean? Um, and and they, just, they just don't know. They're like, you know, I spoke with one artist in particular. I won't say his name, but... Platinum, multi-platinum R&B artist, and he left the major label, and because his management, he has issues with his management, and he had left the management and said, uh, you know, I'm getting rid of my management because some stuff was going on that, you know, he didn't like or whatever, but he was going to sign back directly to the label. I'm saying, well, if you're leaving the label, I mean, leaving the production company from your management, and you're going to go sign directly to the label, I said, here's what you should do. You should start your own company, sign to yourself, and let your company do the deal with the label. And he was like, well, <laughs> he just was quiet, like, okay, well, how am I going to get my album done? I'm like, man, who would not want to get an album? Like, what producer wouldn't want to work with you? You're a multi, you're a such and such. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say his name. I'm like, but you're such and such. Who would not want to work? And he was so, like, literally, he was looking like, of course, he didn't listen to me. He signed directly to the label. But, again, I was like, wow, he don't know how. But if it was a rapper, a rapper would have did that. And that's why I, I got to give it to a lot of the hip-hop cats. They do have the entrepreneurial edge. 
and, and they usually they really take it. A lot of the R and B singers. I mean, we just we want a record deal. You know what I mean? But I think a lot of artists nowadays that are already born in this digital age um, yeah. are able to are already understands it. You know what I mean? And 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 are able to work it a lot better than people like my well, age that wasn't able to innovate and change. Well, David, I'm, I'm like glad you asked you. Uh, um, I just wanted to ask you real quick, David. What was the difference in that revenue that if, you know, for the same deal, if 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 it would have signed to your own company, you know, you made a hit record and signed directly mm-hmm. to the label, or if you made that deal from, with your production company with the label, what what's the difference in that revenue for you as an I, artist? I think the difference is a lot. You get a lot more money, like you said. Um for me, I remember a long time ago when I was, you know, when Reference was out and we were like on our second album, I was coming back from a plane, an airplane. Uh, I was coming back from L.A. and I was in first class, and it was it was an artist. He was a jazz musician, and he he had about ten or ten plus albums out, and you know we were talking music. You know, people knew who I was, but I didn't know who this guy was. Mm-hmm. And but he had ten albums out. He was getting seventy percent of his album sales. The highest mm-hmm. he sold was about one hundred and fifty thousand records. But one hundred and fifty thousand records, he's getting seventy percent of that. That's a lot mm-hmm. of money. <laughs> and he's yeah. got every album was over ninety thousand. He sold. And he, you know, he just he just was coming back from like Japan on like a a four week tour over there. You know what I mean? So I'm sitting like, I don't know who this guy is. He has a house in L.A. and a house on the East Coast. <laughs> you know what I mean? Gigging mm-hmm. six months. Of, so I'm like, I'm known, and he he's not known, uh, not worldwide as far as fame, but, you know, who's making more money here? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it really, really made me look at things differently when I met this gentleman. And I was like, wow, this is crazy. And and I think the internet and technology nowadays, if you look at it, if you if you you know a hundred thousand downloads, which is you, you would get dropped on a major label if you only sold a hundred thousand albums, you know before and nowadays you sold a hundred thousand albums and you're done, like they drop you, you know. But nowadays mm-hmm. you sell a hundred thousand albums at nine ninety nine a download, that's a million dollars. Who cares right. if you go platinum? Forget platinum, <laughs> you know what I mean? A million dollars a year, you know what I mean? Great. You know, I've got systems in place where I can, you know, get new fans, and, and I can, you know, every time I put out a record, I get a hundred, I have a hundred thousand fans. That's, that's a guaranteed million every year I put, out, I put something out, you know what I mean? So it's just, uh, I think that, go ahead. When you consider the stories, the horror stories of the past, uh, of what's happened to artists in terms of revenue splits, such as uh, TLC, that had uh, uh, three or four uh, platinum albums and was basically uh-huh. on salary. Uh, you know, it, it makes a lot of sense for artists to learn the, the business of music as well as the, the technical skills of singing or, or playing their instrument. You were exactly. talking about... Uh, when you switched over from uh, from the label to an independent, you had to put on your uh, entrepreneur hat. I'm sure that you had to go through some type of uh, 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 training or, or, or self-education or so forth. What would you recommend as some exactly. of the sources 
uh, for people to learn about uh, the business side uh, of music? What's a publishing deal? Uh, uh, what what kind of cuts writers get? Uh, 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 royalty and so forth. Um, I think you know. I think you're making a great point, and that's that is the biggest thing: making the shift to learn something new. Anytime an industry is changing and something is changing, if you don't change with it, you're gonna get left behind. And for me, I, I like I'm recording, I produce, I engineer, I mix. I'm actually I can like I go and I do it all. Like I wasn't doing all of this stuff before, but because I, I'm an independent, I had to learn. And, and and the internet, I think the internet is the, I would say the number one source of information. We live in the information age. And if you want to learn anything, you could YouTube it. You know, I learned how to record and mix vocals and, and do all of that from just YouTube. And, of course, friends that I call up for questions, you know what I mean, and I had questions. But, uh, you know, the Internet, I think, is a great source. Um, there's so many books on the music business. I can't tell you the amount of guys and people that I, I meet and I say, you know, I meet them and they say, like, I got my own label, I got two artists, and, and you know, I just want to talk with you, man, and, and get, you know, get your advice. And then when I'm talking with them, they ask me a lot of questions, and I'm like, okay, have you read any books on the music business? No. <laughs> and I'm like, what are, you, what are you doing starting a label and you're trying to get in the music business and you haven't even written a, read a book on it? You know what I mean? I mean, it's crazy, like, you know. So um, definitely, I think there's so many books you can read. There's so many e-books. There's so many things online. If you don't even want to buy a book, but you can actually go and just put on how to do this in the music business. I mean, there's information how to get your song in the gram, how to get nominated in the Grammys, and it'll come up and tell you exactly what you need to do. Like, it's so many things. I mean, you just Google stuff and just read and, and enlighten yourself and, and get the information first so that you can not make the mistakes because I've lost tens of thousands of dollars as an entrepreneur in music because I didn't know about being a businessman in the music business. And like you said it before, I was a singer and a songwriter and an artist, but I never was an entrepreneur in the music business. So when I started my music company, I just was trying stuff. I was like, hey, let's see if this works. And no, it didn't work. That didn't work. You know what I mean? So, but I, I said, you know what? I need to read. I need to, you know. And that's when, you know, I, I learned the hard way by making, you know, losing some money. But I, I had to start reading and, and I focused my efforts here and, and build my company this way and focus on the publishing, the production. That's where money. And we, you know, we had a plan. So um, I think education is. Is, is definitely key, enlighten yourself, because, you know, every mistake we've ever made, man, you know, when you think about it, you know, we say, dang, I wish I would have never did that. It was always because we didn't know something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So, I mean, it's like you, you date a girl and you find out she's a stalker. What happened? You found out <laughs> some new information that lets you know that I'm going to cut it off. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to call you no more. So information will always help you. And if you can at least figure out what it is you're getting involved in, you can make the best decisions moving forward and save yourself a lot of headaches and a lot of mistakes, especially in this new industry that we all see in the day as far as the digital age. And, and like like you said, uh, uh, don't forget your network of uh, uh, friends, associates, and coworkers. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, they, 
to be able to get as a source of information and, and, and a reference. I often say that um, you get uh, uh, paid for what you know and you pay for what you don't know. And sometimes <laughs> it's beneficial <laughs> to bring in a consultant or to bring in somebody in the area that you're not that up on. Oh, yes, definitely. You're definitely right about that. I mean, you know, I, I could read up and understand certain things about legal terms and music, but I need to get my entertainment attorney, you know. Um, I need to get, you know, I could master, I could have concepts of what mastering is, but when my record's done, I need to get somebody to master my records, you know what I mean? So definitely get people in their area of expertise that know um and I think overall, what we're talking about, what you, what you, the point you're bringing up, is really in this. You know, you need to have a team. I think everybody, if you're really trying to do this on a serious level, you have to have your team in place. And everybody needs a team. And every successful person has a team. Oprah has a team. Bill Gates has a team. Trump has a team. You know, Russell right. Simmons has a team. Every every uh, major success album out. It was a team effort that made that album a success, and you, we as entrepreneurs or small or you know independent artists, we've got to create our own team uh, to, to 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 build our uh, you know our um, you know, get our records out and get our music out. So I now think that's important. you had said uh, uh, earlier uh, about uh, you're wanting to uh, put out a more positive sound being saved and be able to, uh, be, I guess I, the word would be put out more of a, a, a conscious uh, uh, mm-hmm. uh, a type of type of sound. I remember uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire said uh, uh, most people make music that moves you to the dance floor. We just make music that moves you. And, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of the music today, uh, especially in the R&B and, and, and soul genre, uh, is really not up up to par. And I had a conversation the other day about how, you know, a lot of what we're hearing from uh, uh, black artists on the uh, quote-unquote urban uh, radio stations is really <laughs> trash. And we, and, and we wonder why uh, Justin Bieber, I mean, not Justin Bieber, but uh, uh, Timberlake uh, is now the number one uh, R&B artist. Uh, it happened exactly. in jazz, where, where uh, 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 whites came in and took over that format. It's happening to R&B. Uh, how do you think you and your associates and your your efforts to create a a um, a conscious, uh, a positive music movement is going to affect the industry as a whole? Do you think people are going to respond to good music? I believe people are going to respond to good music because the, that what you just said is in the hearts of millions of people that love R&B around the world, especially in the U.K., especially overseas. They're vocal about it, and they're voicing it over here in America. I don't know. Like, we're a bunch of followers. Like, And I think the radio stations have the ability and the power to change it because, of course, it's radio programming, right? So they'll play a song you don't like until you end up singing it and don't you know you like forced to play it. But how about <laughs> playing real R and B? You know what I mean? How about mm-hmm. really you know uh, giving the artist a chance? And, and again, what happens is when radio is dominant, even an R and B artist that really don't want to do that kind of a record, 
end up doing that kind of a record because that's what the record companies want because they're the going to, they're, they're, exactly they're going for the format so now you're forcing a true R&B artist to now come out with that gimmicky rap kind of R&B stuff you know what I mean and and, and now you you're just just messing up the music so um you know be honest with you I I love you know I respect hip hop but I I think that you know it it has merged so much with R&B and 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 it's just changed some of the some of the original you know uh structures and original concept of what R&B is all about and and now it, it people are programmed to hearing a certain sound so when you real, really hear R&B it's like oh that's old school no or that's that's not in today what do you mean it's not in this is what it is you know what i mean um uh, it, it's crazy so i mean yeah but again well i like to share with you gentlemen you know, this is my take on it. Because, see, mainstream is one thing, and mainstream is what they force. But the more sometimes you try to force, the more kids rebel. And mm-hmm. we have been this bad behavior, which has been forced, first was forced on hip-hop, because hip-hop has changed its structure, correct? The yep. hip-hop today is not hip-hop as it was founded to be. Nope. It was founded to be a tool for peace. It helped in gang warfare. They came out and said instead of battling and fighting one another, they took it artistically. And the thing mm-hmm. was never to, you know, that's where we had the whole black, uh, it was like a resurgence of a black pride movement and everything. So mm-hmm. when it became taken over commercially, it changed. But it mm-hmm. impacted the whole world. So not even just people of color, black folk, but everybody is kind of tired of all of this behaving badly. But we know mm-hmm. what industry yep. does. Industry will run things in a whole. But as they're doing exactly. that underground, because I'm surprised, finally Jan- Janelle Monet got an award. I think it was the NAACP finally gave her an award. But she produced mm-hmm. a, a, a good album, Quality. And we have artists producing quality music all the time. All they're the not time. getting the recognition. But Eric um, Roberson, you know, he's one yep. just like you. You know, Eric mm-hmm. is always gigging, always performing. But the you know, change is starting to come. One of our artists we're getting ready to have on the other side of hip-hop program we're having called um, The Beginnings, Women In, and Conscious Hip-Hop. His, yeah. um, he just put up music, and um, he had to take it right down because Russell Simmons bought it. And yeah. Hezekiah won't consider, call himself a conscious artist, but he is. He, you know, he said he always just has something to say, but it's always positive, whatever he has to say. So, but Russell Simmons just bought it. And so, um, you know, that trend is going, and, and they, they always want to be in control so they catch up. But in the meantime, the direct-to-fan, artist-to-fan relationship that the Internet allows you is your driver. Like you said, yeah. you do 100000 and you make money, and you change 100000 And the reason I'm telling you this need is so real, and this is why, you know, I created the BBS Value Tour, and we renamed it the Rewind Out Loud Movement, and that's to the fight of negative imaging of black and art and music and media. And we merged that with the um, Urban Tech Fair under our art and tech, because what we want to actually do is put systems in place so that access to the community is much easier. Because I've been on radio shows and I've had mothers like, 
because, you know, first I try to tell them you need to sit down and listen with your youth and listen with your children and hear what they're listening to. Mm-hmm. You need to do it unjudgmentally first. Because yeah. the first time you make a judgment, or and especially if you say something ignorant in your judgment, they're going to shut down to you and they're not going to listen to you. First sit and exactly. listen to them. Try to find out, you know, what is it about it that moves them. First of all, most of the time you're going to find us to be. And it's mm-hmm. like, are you okay with those words? Then they say, oh, well, it's just a marketing gimmick, this and that. And then, you know, you can then explain to them, you know, what, for me, I don't want to allow anything into my spirit. And I can't even sit here and with you so long because that is something negative going into my spirit. But you need to explain it to them. But then the next step is, if well, if I took time to sit down and we jam with this, what do you think about this? Start asking them their opinion. But then I found this is where I realized these parents have no idea that this positive music exists. They don't know it's, you know, spoken or open mic right around the corner with all of these great artists that have positive music. They don't know that it's accessible. So I feel mm-hmm. that is where we can fill the void at the Urban Tech Fair. And, and, and make an impact. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's so all, we're coming up on the... We're coming up on the 8 o'clock hour, and I don't know if uh, uh, David's aware of the fact that this show is archived and available for download afterwards. So let's gotcha. make sure that everybody knows how to uh, uh, go to your website, how to contact you, how to listen to your David, music. David, you didn't name your artist. If you could name okay, your artist, I have an artist. Uh, artist is, is a husband and wife couple called Rooted Deep. They have a single called Survive out right now, and it's a single... It's uh, it's for women, dedicated to women all around the world that have struggled in any way, and women that just being women, talking about just women surviving and how uh, just an encouraging word to women, and it's a real, really powerful song, um, and you can check that out on YouTube. Just put in Rooted Deep, R-O-O-T-E-D-D-E-E-P. Uh, go to www.chancemusicgroup.com. And uh, our website is under construction, but we're still up. You can check out the video on there and check out our artists. have a 16-year-old girl. Her name is Montreal, uh, urban uh, contemporary artist. I mean, phenomenal. She is ridiculous. Um, and I'm so excited about her. Her project is, is amazing right now. Uh, we've pr- almost done the project. Uh, and got another artist named Travis. Travis J. He's a uh, kind of a rapper, singer kind of guy. Um, then we got a gospel group called the Choir Boys, and uh, they're going to be coming out with something this year as well. So we got a couple artists coming out this year. Of course, myself, I'm going to be coming out with another R&B record, Love at Its Finest, representing love. I want a you know a record dedicated to uh, people that are married, people that want to be married, people that want to be in love. And people that want to be together and stay together and fight to stay together. It's all about, you know, because I've been married for 10 years, so I got a whole bunch of albums about marriage, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you've been married, you know you got the ups and the downs. I'm like, if this ain't a record, you know what I mean? So we're going to talk about it. And, uh, you know, I, I believe, you know, as a, as, a, as a Christian, man, I mean, that's the first thing in Genesis was Adam and Eve, that love story. And, um... It's the first family. It's the first church. So what, what good is church without the family? There is there is no church without family. So and um, my you go back to uh, team building. You know that's your first team is you and you and your helpmate. That's it. That's it, man. Mm-hmm. So 
that's uh you know i i want to not just be a noted as a christian label but i want to be a label that we do mainstream music but we just stand for certain agendas that i believe that god stands for and i we know that god stands for marriage you know what i mean he stands for adam and eve and um and we want to focus on that, man, and really bring love back to the forefront. And I think a lot of, a lot of mainstream artists have done it, you know, touched it here and there, touched it. Here. You know, you have people like Luther. That's all he sung about, you know what I mean? Um, and different artists, Sade, and great artists out there. But uh, we just want to really bring that love movement back and, and, and bring it from this perspective, you know. And that's, that's going to give you longevity. Uh, that's going to bless you to be around for uh, uh, generations. The music that lasts seems to have a message. The music that, uh, even when you talk about uh, hip hop and uh, uh, gangster rap, uh, you know they have one hit wonders, and those that uh, talked about the positive side of the streets are still considered the classics. Yeah, that's it. That's it. I mean, you know, Dear Mama, Tupac. You know what I mean? <laughs> Classic. <laughs> you know, so you're right. You're right. So, so David, thank you guys for having me on, man. I really appreciate it. Yes. So David, um, is Survive is um, is the single ready for purchase yet? The single is ready for purchase. It's on iTunes okay. everywhere. Um, everywhere online, okay. you can go and get the record. Definitely go to iTunes and, and pick it up. Um, and the video also also will be available as well. Um, uh, we, we're going to be uh, it's yeah, being uploaded to iTunes as well, so you can download the video if you want. But definitely check the video out. Women, if you want to be blessed or want to be encouraged, if you're going through anything, um, you know, check out that video by uh, Rooted Deep called Survive. It will definitely be a blessing to you, and um, mm-hmm. we hope you enjoy it. Yeah. Well, we have the link in in our for our chat session. We'll definitely post the link. That's all I want to see for the link. I'll find the link where people can purchase the music. And gotcha. um, um, so, and we're going to roll out on the song because you you sent the song over as well. And I just okay. wanted to share with Jim um, as part of the whole rewind out loud and the impact now. When I bring it, David Tances, you know, key on that. He was he was with us <laughs> ever since the Value Tour. You. Uh, he's been with us ever since then, and he wanted to put on a. Remember, Dave, you told me he wanted to put on a um, a seminar, a workshop, a conference. So yeah, we really man. hope that you would do that as part of the Urban Tech Fair. We're going to be doing a three-day yeah. intensive virtual expo, and then gotcha. we'll be doing a ground expo. Now we don't okay. have anyone yet directly in Baltimore, but we definitely had a DC, the DMV area. Ian and Doggett, she's leading that. We'll be doing Urban Tech Fair there. But we're also, we have 15 cities. And then with the virtual expo, it's like two two opportunities to present. So just start thinking what you want to get in line because, you know, we're lining up the speakers and everything now. But this will give you an avenue for that where you don't have to, all you have to do is put your your workshop together. You don't have to worry about where I'm going to go, who I'm going to get it to, Okay. And, exactly. and and let 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 me uh, uh, also say uh, beyond the actual uh, workshop itself, because the Urban Tech Fair is uh, part cloud, part a virtual event. We would love to have you participate on some panels in other cities, uh, Viva Skype or, or Google Plus, where you would come in 
and talk about some music. Maybe just talk about Pro Tools or talk about uh, uh, digital cameras or some of the technical aspects of it. But we would love to have someone of, of your experience and, cool. and, and entrepreneurship involved. He's, he's a, in entrepreneurship, in entrepreneurship involved in the, uh, he's an ideal entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, man. Well, I, I was a, it was, a, I was honored to be amongst great people tonight. You guys are awesome, and uh, I appreciate what you guys are doing, man. We really need this. The industry needs it, and independent artists needs, you know, we need a direction. And you guys stand as, as beacons of light. You know, uh, just shedding information, man, sharing information to help, you know, uh, up-and-coming up artists and even artists like myself that are that, that want to make the transition. I mean, I can't imagine. As artists right now that are, you know, just like how we was out years ago and they want to come back, but they're afraid because of where music is now. You know what I mean? And, um, and well, they already got fans yeah. out there. You would know, be so. amazed at the uh, amount of, uh, of of traditional and 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 uh, uh, new age uh, music execs that are involved in the urban tech. For Ernie Singleton, the uh, past president of MCA Records, we're working with uh, 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 Quincy Jones uh, the third, uh, uh, Q third. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, help me out, Jackie. Who's who's going to be with uh, working with you on the uh, on the show from uh, Public Enemy, uh, Chuck D. Okay. Uh, Chuck D. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, give me some help here, Jackie. <laughs> you all by yourself. They you left, you all, left like, you all alone, man. <laughs> but see, these are all like Jim friends. Yeah. These are Jim friends. He knows everybody. These are Jim friends. <laughs> well, it, it, but, I mean, so much, we, do, uh, we also have other people. People um, feel like you do, that, that there's a movement across this nation. I did a post uh uh, the other day from uh, a statement by uh, Malcolm X talking about trying to uh, uh, educate a sleeping person. First, you've got to wake them up before they'll, <laughs> they'll hear what you've got to say. And right yeah. now we need to shake the music industry and wake them up so that they can become, kids can become aware that these vanity items, these toys that they're carrying around on their hips can be a source of income, can be a career, can be a whole new gateway to the uh, 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 to the world in this technical revolution we're living in. Mm-hmm. Yes, we also want to right. know that they have a voice. They don't have to accept what mainstream, you know, just because they give you that, you don't have to accept that. If you know, that's exactly. my Exactly. That's to awesome, and that's crazy because that's how. And when I remember when I first went to the UK uh, back in 2000, 2001, I saw that like we, you know, we we met people like. They didn't even listen to the radio. They were, like, already going online, and they were already in stores looking for new artists. Like, that's how they that's how they do it over there, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I was really blown away, you know, versus over here. We only buy records that the radio plays, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So when you hear it on the radio, you're like, oh, I'm going to buy that new such-and-such such album because you heard not it on the realizing, radio. Not realizing that everything we hear, read, or see on TV are controlled by six companies. And as you were saying earlier, they can easily make sure that you can't escape a song or a product that they want to get out there in the public. 
Oh man, I like you already, man. We gotta have a, we gotta have that next meeting because you'd open up a whole new world when you said that. That sticks company. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back after these messages. We're gonna go on to the next part of the program. <laughs> what they want you to hear? <laughs> oh, I love this guy. He talking to he, yeah, boy. We just a whole nother. We be talking till three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, I may be quiet. I know I seem like I'm here, 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 but my movement is steady. And this is yeah. why um, we didn't. I didn't stop the value tour, but we kind of put it on hold because we had our structure together, and I really wanted to help Jim. Yeah. So then I brought one of the marketing people, I brought Shimon with me, said, come on, I need you over here. We need to help Jim because he he's a fantastic idea person, and I am too, but I'm about – um, structure and order. Jim, he has the idea, yeah. then I had to get all the details together. So make sure we get this off the ground. <laughs> yeah. But um, you sound like, like me and my wife. It. I got a bunch of big <laughs> ideas, and my wife just organize it and get it together. <laughs> God knew what he was doing when he put Adam and Eve together. <laughs> this is but a man's I, world. <laughs> Wouldn't be nothing. <laughs> That's true, because it was India who called. I had to call India. I said, India, what happened to David? (laughs) Exactly. I would lose my my head if it wasn't on my shoulders. (laughs) The Urban Tech Fair is is about you. Uh, You know, there's so many uh, like-minded people out there that, uh, like in the spirit of you, we are because of all of you. What Jackie was doing, what you're doing, what uh, uh, Dana's doing, Kai is doing, all the people, I see so much positive information, uh, so much positivity in our community, so many things to be proud of, so many people are doing fantastic things with little or no resources just based on their desire to uh, play with this technology and, and to move their skill level ahead, that it just seemed natural that if we could wrap it all up and make it into one event, that we in our community can begin to uh, uh, wake up and see the opportunities that these little 16- and 15-year-old college kids are seeing every day. There's no more excuses. There's no reason you cannot succeed in the dot-com world. Uh, The glass ceilings have been broken with the president, uh, I mean the CEO of Microsoft is a black man. The CEO of Xerox is a black woman. Uh, You know, we are at succeeding at every level and every uh, niche of, of industries that we get involved in. And it's time for us to become producers instead of consumers. And you exactly. feel the same way. Jackie feels the same way. And it's just a natural. It's not about me. It's about the spirit that's moving through this land right now, a spirit of innovation. And collaboration. That's what Jim just that's, that's our next level is collaboration, well, and that's, that's what the Urban that's Tech Fair brings. To uh, uh, Silicon Valley's success. Silicon mm-hmm. Valley was successful, as you said earlier, not because of any one smart individual, but Silicon Valley is based on collaboration. It's based on networking and sharing and people coming together and working together to achieve a project or to complete an idea or make an idea real. So by us collaborating in our community, sharing in our community, it lifts everybody up. Because if we set up three or four startup companies, 
they're going to need janitors. They're going to be going out to lunch. They're going to need all types of auxiliary services to create jobs, create new opportunities, to create new products and goods and services in our neighborhood for us. Wow. That's awesome, man. And I will be sharing, I'll also share with you, um, David, information about the Urban Tech Fair so that, you know, you'll have information on it. And so um, gotcha. we're going to start doing this, you know, campaign. No, I definitely love to promote it, it. On my, you know, my social media. I mean, definitely anything you guys got going on, we love to connect because this information is key, man. We really need to empower our people and, uh, you know, because information is applied information is power, you know, and, and but we can at least give them the information and really, I think, education and, and creating a culture of this, you know, people getting on board and seeing what everybody's doing. We're all doing this, you know, now you like, you have to follow suit now. You just like monkey see, monkey do. Um, there you the go. Peer pressure, <laughs> you know. But I, I, think, I think that's what you guys are doing, man, if you, you know, looking long-term to create a culture of, of this excellence in music, um, this mm-hmm. music professional in, in this millennium, you know what I mean? The new music professional mm-hmm. is one that's not a dummy anymore, that understands his royalties, understands his publishing, understands how to, you know, get an idea from the studio, take it from the studio to the marketplace mm-hmm. and to the end user. And also understand his commitment back to the community. Exactly. I, I think yeah, I think it's a two-way street. The community needs to be committed to its artists because artists are storytellers and keepers of our culture. So we, you know, the concept of a starving artist really should not be acceptable. And, um, mm-hmm. Because when we're gone, it's the art that's going to live on, and we need to be in mm-hmm. control of what stories we want to tell and what legacies we want to leave. At the same and time, yeah, yeah. The images and that are presented are artists. artists. Mm-hmm. A responsibility back to the community that you can't just put out anything. You know, it's not an issue of censoring, but you have to realize what audiences are listening. Put it that way. Mm-hmm. What may be good and great for four years old may not, you know, or what's good for a 21 plus year old is not necessarily good for a four year old to hear. And that, you know, the love mm-hmm. when we get to that point to be able to discern our audiences and, you know, just because you feel it's art doesn't make it okay for everybody. <laughs> but um, we want to thank you, David, for coming on. Um, you know, the Urban Tech Fair, you know, we're meeting all week, but we will be back on next week with the Digital Drummer. Everybody connect with us on Facebook in our group. That's where we do real, real networking, post your information, let us know what's going on. If you have any needs, when you put it out on the page, you will be surprised. People come back. You can kind of find anything you need, even your songwriters, David. I know sometimes you were looking for that before. Everything is over here at the Urban Tech Fair. <laughs> but, um, yeah, they say we, we have a, a strong emphasis on the arts. You know, they talk about STEM, science, technology, engineering, and math. We include an A. We talk about STEAM, uh, A meaning the arts, science, technology, mm-hmm. engineering, arts, and, and math, because I said I truly believe uh, that uh, uh, those products that you can conceive in your mind, the products of the mind, such as art, such as music, such as videos, such as book, ebooks, games, and apps, are going to be the wheat, the sugar, the commerce of the future. Uh, you know, manufacturing right. is never coming back. 
and you can't yep. make a living off the service industry, but you can make a song and sell that song overnight for less than a thousand dollars. You're right. Mm-hmm. You're so right. Everything changed, we're, man. Everything changed we're going to roll out on Survive by Rooted Beat, which is produced by Chance Music Group. And we want everyone to go out and support that. So just look for Survive by Rooted Deep. The video's on YouTube, and you can find the music and all your digital outlets, so whatever your preference is. And, again, thank you. Jim, you have any closing remarks? I just want to thank uh, David myself because he's touched on so many important points in, in this uh, this short time. And it's essentially uh, what the Urban Tech Fair is totally about, uh, uh, team building, self-educating, uh, uh, stepping out on faith. Uh, you know, the Urban Tech Fair is about showcasing brothers such as David to the whole community so that we can begin to see ourselves uh, as beyond the stereotypes so that we can begin to create a, a, a better, more positive, more uplifting image of ourselves, so I, I'm just truly honored that you came on the show, and I just want to thank you, and I look forward to uh, networking and, and supporting your efforts uh, all year long. Thank you so much, and I thank you again, Jackie, and I thank you for, again, for the warmth, for the love, and invite me on as well. I look forward to, to spending some time with you guys again in the near future. God bless. Ready. Peace, and let's survive.